Hey everybody, welcome once again to Totally Local Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Topat. With me this week, in in a clinch, in a pinch, thank you so much. <laughs> Melissa D'Elia, here, you're here. hey Okay. Whew. That was tough. That was tough on me psychologically. <laughs> spiritually. Yeah, spiritually. But totally. I'm back. We're good. All right. Melissa, what's up? Hey, man. You know, we were we were meeting today, and uh, epic shouts to Mike Merrill because uh, he he totally we're fucking geeking it. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> he spaced and 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 just texted me, messaged me at like you know an hour before we were supposed to meet here, and uh, he told me he had Depeche Mode tickets and couldn't make it. So if there's ever a reason to not make it to my podcast, it's because of Depeche Mode, I think. Yeah, uh, whatever. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for geeking it, Mike Carroll. Love so, you. Love you, bud. But more importantly, you were here in, in 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 the nick of time to be here, my superhero. We're surrounded by superhero memorabilia, and you today are my personal superhero, oh, yeah. my personal Jesus, if you will. Yeah. Shout out to oh. Peshmo. There we go. <laughs> in there with the pun. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the real deal. Yeah. Because you are doing a lot of stuff. You're making moves. I am making moves. What You're would helping you, me. What so. would you... Well, you know, I, I do my best. I do my best to make you your best. So what would you say... Like, what would you... Uh, on your business card... I don't think you have a title on there. You're just Melissa on there. But what would you say your 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 title would be right now? Uh, personal chef. Really? That's what you go with? Yeah. All right. Podcast enthusiast. <laughs> Uh, pussy aficionado. Yes, you've you've definitely uh, speaking of of pussy uh, food, pussy weed. I always get the words wrong. Is that the order of the words for food, your pussy weed? Is my podcast um, one of many things that you do? And I mean, I think the the title is self explanatory in some ways, but more in depth. What would what what is what is that podcast all about? Really, on a core um, level, the core level. It's all about the the three things that I have the most interest in, which are food, pussy, and weed. Uh-huh. Uh, food, obviously. Uh, I am a personal chef. Mm-hmm. I worked in the food business uh, since two thousand and one when mm-hmm. I graduated from the Natural Gourmet Institute for Food and Health in Manhattan. I owned a vegan restaurant in Red Bank, New Jersey. Shout out to shout Red out Bank. to shout out to Broad Street. Oh wow! Back in the day, Seven Broad Street. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, down to earth. Shout out to uh, Gail Doherty and Lacey Cher, who used to own Down to Earth, and mm-hmm. uh, were I interned under them and then mm-hmm. bought their restaurant. That's a big step. Going from an intern to be like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll just buy this. Speaking of interns, my intern, my culinary intern, <laughs> Luke, is here. You Shout can't see him. Luke. He's he's out. He's Hidden. on the he's on the sidelines. <laughs> taking, taking notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, but my culinary intern, Luke, is here. Speaking of interns and it's coming full circle for me, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's I think that's that's a testament to your, uh, you know, your your attitude, your influence, your bravado as far as like. You know, you saw something and you're like, hey, I could do that. And you, you took over that restaurant from them. Yeah. From them. Um, you know, what do you think you took away from, from that whole experience? Um, I <sighs> took away from that experience that I knew uh, food was going to be a large part, if not a very – the major part mm-hmm. of my life for my life. I also realized at that point – that um, my 
spiritual well-being and my happiness is directly connected to my work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed, I was going to need to like carve my own way. And there's no way that there's no way that I was going to be able to be a nine to fiver and sit in a fucking cubicle yeah. or work at somebody else's restaurant or whatever. I like, there's no way I could have really done that for any, I have worked for other people. I've enjoyed working for other people um, very much, mm-hmm. but it's just not in the cards for me. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I, I just, I never vibed well with, with that kind of a nine to five kind of schedule. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's something that you're told not like, you can't do that. You, you have to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And then at a certain point, it's just like, I suck at doing what everyone else is doing. So I'm going to do what, whatever the hell I feel like doing. Kind of, you know, it's not that I sucked at it. I just, my heart is not there. And when yeah. my heart's not there, it's hard for the rest of it to follow through. But yeah. the rest of the podcast is basically, so obviously it's food content, mm-hmm. um, talking to chefs and farmers and people related to food. Um, and the pussy side of the podcast is, uh, I mean, <laughs> about <laughs> the appreciation for the vagina itself, obviously. Got to appreciate it. Um, but mostly about uh, women's health, mm-hmm. um, women's issues, um and dealing with stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, women-centric stuff. And then there's uh, the weed. And then there's the weed. Uh, all about cannabis. Um, you know, I advocate for cannabis use for lots of things, mm-hmm. particularly um, medical-related stuff. I also advocate for uh, it to be not federally illegal. Yeah. Um, so people aren't sitting and rotting in jail for having, you know, an ounce of weed. It's so um, silly. It's absolutely preposterous that we're in 2018 and we can, like, be in California in six hours. We can watch people, like, walk on the fucking moon. We're like (laughs) – do you remember in high school where, like, you didn't even have cell phones? and like. And all of a sudden, we're, like, walking around now and, like, we FaceTime people. It's like fucking Star Trek and shit. And we can't figure out how, like, some shit that just grows out of the ground that people aren't rotting in fucking jail for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because unlike alcohol or, or, you know, beer or whatever, which people can drink if you're a legal age, there's there's really no medical benefit. It's not like, oh, I have a headache. Oh, drink a beer. You'll feel better. But when people have migraines and stuff, they could take CBD oil. They could do certain things right. that aren't about getting Right. You know, totally iry in the middle of the day. It's a, also, it's a pain reliever. Also, you know, not just for the the mere fact that it is medicinal and it is throughout many cultures through since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. cannabis has been used in ceremonial um, ceremonial ways, medical ways. Um, not only is it that, but it ties into the fact that um, the cannabis that we know and love now. Um, is feminine. Mm-hmm. It's filled with feminine energy. It's a female plant, which is why it doesn't create seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, we take the the male plants out so they don't have seeds anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is some divine feminine energy. And that's something worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... You know, food, pussy, and weed are my, my three favorite things <laughs> to talk about. Um and uh, best way to spend an afternoon, for I, sure. I, I 
couldn't agree with you more. I, uh, I, you know, we met a few years ago. We met after, you know, a, we we partied together. Totes. And then we kind of reconnected. And you weren't really uh, whatever you were doing at the time. You weren't really feeling. You were feeling frustrated, yeah. and you were ready to kind of move on. Yeah. And get your get your stuff going to what you wanted to do. Totally local. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, I was in a place where it was coming to a head where I knew I, I shouldn't be working for somebody else mm-hmm. anymore. Um, it was for a friend who I love and cherish very dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was coming to a point where I knew it was time to be doing my own thing. And I didn't know what it looked like and I didn't know what it sounded like. And you sat down with me and you were like, Melissa, what do you see? Say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Words are powerful. Hell yeah, they are. And I sat down and I said, I want to be a personal chef to professional athletes. <laughs> and boom. And within th- three weeks, <laughs> within three weeks, I I made it happen. Yeah. It wasn't, you know. Out of sheer fucking will, <laughs> man. I yeah. said it to the universe and the fucking universe provides. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, uh, it, it's not it's not just, you know, pro- professional athletes. You you. you 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 do personal events. You do you work with yep. people on on their food. It's not just about weed. It, it's not just about pussy. But it's about you know feeding people healthy food, knowing where it comes from, and you make delicious food for people. I and do. I try. After you you do it, and after you know after after we sat down in that one meeting, you know things just started kind of happening for you to the point where it all culminated in you being on Bong Appetit. I was I was on Bong Appetit, which is on the Viceland Network. Hell yeah, it is. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that your episode, you know, I, I've I've seen all the episodes, and your your episode kind of took to me. It took a different kind of angle. You know, you were on there with professional athletes, right. who you know, you know, I, I guess because I'm I'm a friggin' nerd and I don't you know really watch the football, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you uh, you were. You you were on the show with them to promote the healing benefits of marijuana. Yeah, we were on there. Um, so my shout out to my homie Eben Britton. Shout outs. Uh, who runs the Mindful Warrior podcast? Big uh, homie. We're inside of a shared universe podcast studio mm-hmm. run by the amazing Ming Chen. Yes. Uh, Ming met me at uh, Eben's podcast studio mm-hmm. for Mindful Warrior. Mm-hmm. Him and I met on the set of Bon Appetit. Yeah. And our episode was all about, um, it was called Ganja Game Day. Mm-hmm. It was all about um, retired NFL athletes who are now advocates for cannabis use as a neuroprotectant. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eugene Monroe, shout out to my dude. Shout outs. Um, and Todd Harriman's, who is a, Todd uh, was, is a retired Eagle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene was a Carolina Panther. Mm-hmm. And Eben, I forget what team Eben played for. Do you know? We can. Uh, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Go. I was going to say Denver Broncos, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and you're like, they play sports. <laughs> they play um, the, the ball. Um, um, so Eben uh, is really an advocate for cannabis use um, to help with 
It's a vasodilator, mm-hmm. um, so it helps oxygenate your blood, mm-hmm. um, which helps to then oxygenate the rest of your body. Uh, it's also a neuroprotectant, so he advocates for it for um, you know to protect the brain, but also to help support the body and its functions for during uh, workouts. Mm-hmm. And um, taking cannabis and using cannabis as medicine and as a supplement. Yeah, and it's like the alternative is you know taking painkillers, pills, which again, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's garbage. it doesn't absolute it, garbage. It doesn't doesn't help you. It so, numbs the pain as right. opposed to like healing the body. I just went to a uh, a they had a basically it was set up like a. Um, town hall meeting mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. I drove up there with my partner, Bruce, um, to meet Rye Pritchard, who mm-hmm. was one of the co-hosts of Bong Appetit. He was talking about um, cannabis use f- as um, using that as a uh, cessation tool to opiates mm-hmm. in the state of Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania is now going to be changing over to be fully legal. Cool. Um, and what that's going to look like and mm-hmm. legalities. And there was um, there was a pain management specialist, a physician, Rye himself, um, obviously advocating for cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a state trooper talking about that side of things and what the kind of building blocks to – make sure that like a DUI situation and what that, what impairment actually looks like and Mm -hmm. how important it is to take the federal law that bans the use of this substance or this medicine. Mm -hmm. And that is impeding it being a schedule one is impeding really important studies that need to be done Mm -hmm. to figure out like, Alcohol has been legal since 33 after the prohibition yeah. and 33, 32 or 33. And since then, they've done countless millions, probably maybe hundreds of thousands of studies mm-hmm. on alcohol and the processes and, and the psychopharmacology of it and like the biochemistry of what happens in your body to the brain and uh, functioning. Mm-hmm. Um and neuromotor stuff. Um, and without it being federally legal and to take it off of a Schedule 1, you can't find out what those – where the bar is set for, like, it impacting people and their, like, driving and stuff like and that. And that's the ridic- – like, it's, it's ridiculous because they did no studies on alcohol and it's legal – you know, and it's right. fine. And, and they came out and they said, all right, well, weed's bad. Um, we're going to do no studies on that and just say it's bad. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. on a whim or for whatever conspiratorial reasons or actual reasons, they just said no to that. Um, and I think that it's great that we're, you know, we're living in a time where that's going to be reversed purely for the reason that, you know, there are health benefits. And and just let's get sciencey people and at least study at least study it right. and then find out a re- prove to prove to everyone why you know why it's it's no bueno but you know more more about more about you i mean seeing you on when we did the when we did the 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 party the the opening party whatever you want to call it for the episode the premiere of your oh, episode right, wait. so andrew was uh for those that don't know andrew was does helps me with marketing and um he designed he designed my fucking 
fantastic logo. You can go onto my Instagram, Chef Melissa Delia, and see that. Check it out. Um, or my website, <laughs> melissadelia.com. That's right. Um, he wrote all that stuff, the <laughs> clickety clack things that I don't get, um, and made it look really pretty. And uh, he was invited to come to the screening party that we had at APYC. Uh, shout outs. Shout outs. Lots of these fucking shout outs. <laughs> totally these. local. Totally local. <laughs> Scott Segeski and Marilyn Schlossback, big ups to yeah. you dudes uh, right for hosting that amazing uh, thing. Is there? St- are we still doing this uh, live mm. feed uh, thing? Yeah, it should be. Uh, it's on, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I just no. Looks wasn't sure. got it. Uh... Just making sure. <laughs> um, no, he has IMDb up. Oh uh, well, that's that's on that <laughs> screen, but he has it on the the iPad there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, we had the. So basically, I went out to LA, f- filmed and shot the uh, Bon Appetit episode, and then a few months later, we had a screening party. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, there was a bunch of hosts. Um, and what was that whole experience like to to go from like, all right, I'm a personal chef. One thing leads to another, and then you're on TV. Like, what was the experience like going from, like, I'm, um, I don't want to work at a, a nine-to-five regular job, so I decided not to do that. I'm going to be a personal chef. You link up with all these people, get all these jobs. Then you're working with professional athletes, and then all of a sudden you're you're on television. Like, was there, like, a point where it was, like, everything's kind of steady and normal, and then it just got all crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it yes. was unbelievable until I actually saw the the – St- so first, I got the stills uh-huh. uh, emailed to me uh, from John Paul Douglas, who's mm-hmm. the photographer, does all the stills for um, for Vice Land. I think, obviously, I think he does a ton of other work, mm-hmm. but um, he was working on the stills for that show and a bunch of other content, and they look fucking phenomenal. It was a really great experience, and as soon as I started looking through those stills, I was like, holy fucking shit man <laughs> I can't believe this is happening and then and then there was like buzz within Munchies and and Viceland or within the Bon Appetit crew mm-hmm. of people just like emailing or quick texts like holy shit man I just saw the episode like post production mm-hmm. before it aired it's my favorite episode and like I don't know if that's some fucking LA shit <laughs> I don't know if like it's my favorite episode um it's I love it because I was on it, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it was weird. It was it was pretty unbelievable that it, it happened. And I, I'm I just try to keep in in my heart that I feel grateful, and I yeah. try and surround myself with the people that I love to work with, and that feels good and it feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, like Luke, like yourself, mm-hmm. uh, like my partner Bruce, uh, like Ming. Um, and like Jason Pinsky, mm-hmm. people that I know I trust and care about. Um, and, you know, I'm taking on new people, too, and, mm-hmm. like, working my my circles getting larger. Mm-hmm. But I always try and just approach it with this, like, grateful, like, wide-eyed, holy shit, I can't believe this happened, <laughs> while paring it down with, like, being real about, you know, seeing the bigger picture yeah because you can get caught up in the moment but there's like always that bigger picture on the horizon yeah. speaking of like you got some things popping off 
pretty soon here. Some yep. things that you know, it, it's you know, it's exclusive stuff that you'll have to, you know, you'll have to pay attention to Melissa and what she's doing. She's, you know, you're doing a podcast. Uh, you're doing a ne- your next episode on Monday. From yep. from here, and the first we're dropping like a Netflix kind of push. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it'll be a whole six episode season mm-hmm. push. Okay, the first week of August. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My podcast again, foodpussyweed.com. dot com. Uh, it will also be on Spotify. Oh, cool. And you can find links on the Food Pussyweed Instagram, mm-hmm. which is going to have a takeover by Sarah Mo. Shout outs to shout outs Hybrid Hippie Mo <laughs> at Instagram. Um, who will be helping me with that? And so. you're gonna you're gonna be on some. Uh, you were out in LA doing some things. I was out in LA doing well, some things. What were you doing out there? Uh, well, I was on NPR, National mm-hmm. Public Radio. You may have heard of it. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, <laughs> it's called National Public Radio. <laughs> national. And so. uh, it's it's national and it's public. Yeah. It's um, radio. So I went on. NPR to be interviewed on All Things Considered. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about food and uh, eliminating. Pussy? Nope, just food. Okay. Um, I didn't even, I don't think I even plugged the uh, podcast. It's, it's a risque title. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to, sometimes I want to plug it, sometimes I just yeah, don't, you know. Yeah, that's why I was kind of letting you lead with what you wanted <laughs> to kind of talk about today because I know, you know. Right in this arena, it's great. But you're you're doing NPR. What what? Uh, well, I guess we'll have to tune in. When is that? When is that? Uh... Um, they were dealing with the primaries and all that stuff. So probably next week. Cool. Um, we're looking at slotted at sometime next week mm-hmm. between Monday and Wednesday. Um, and I was also on the Mindful Warrior podcast with Eb and Britain. Uh, with my homie Eb and Nathan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and. That was really fun, too, mm-hmm. uh, doing that podcast with them. I have a couple other uh, podcasts. Uh, and, and things that you're working on yeah, that you'll I've just have to things. tune in. <laughs> I've got some things. That's great. There's some things down the chute that yeah. I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the summer's crazy because people are calling you up. They're out in the Hamptons or wherever, and they want you to, you know, prepare them some, cook them up some delicious food. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, crazy, too, because you got to kind of work that into your schedule as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I don't know. Can they see, Luke? No. I can't see what they can see. No. Okay, so my intern, I originally hired him to just do the culinary side of stuff, but he wants to be a personal chef. So I was like, okay, you should come out this week, um, today. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being today, and we met for lunch, and yeah. I talked to Andrew about Website stuff, marketing stuff, and um, had him taking notes. And then eventually we're going to get back to my house and to my home office and pack up for this weekend Mm -hmm. so he can see what it takes to be, like, packing these huge Rubbermaid containers with all of the things we need, Mm -hmm. tablecloths, linens, flatware, whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. every single thing is different. Um, But it's important for him to see that. So I called his school to make sure he could – you know, get the credits. Yeah, got to get the credits. Above board. Yeah, the real shit. That's right. Get a copy um, of that stuff, Lou. We talked about. Yeah, this. Yeah, totally. Uh, in writing, man, um, it's not happening. Yeah. I, um. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. Well, I know. Uh, I know you got to. You know, I, I don't want to keep you over time. I don't know what time you got to get out of here, but uh, we don't. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Good. You got you covered. Everything's yeah, covered? We're covered. All right, good. Call baby daddy. Oh, he took care of it. Yeah. All oh, right. Shout out to baby daddy. Good yeah. job. 
Shout so, out to Baby Daddy. So I mean, it, 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 and that's the thing too. And it's good. It's a good thing that you're showing Luke this, and and that you'll you're he's helping you. You're helping him learn what the deal is because it's not just about oh I'm going to prepare some food like you were saying. There's there's a lot that goes on into it. Yeah. Beyond just okay, this is what you're going to eat. Yeah. You know, and making sure that all these these things that you know you've probably come across. I'm sure you've come across where where things aren't going as smoothly, but. When you're in work professional mode, you get this whole kind of like zen kind of thing going on where you're just you're just feeling it like Neo in the Matrix. You know what's going on. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Am I like Neo in the Matrix? <laughs> Wait, do you even know what the fucking Matrix is? You fucking infant. <laughs> Dude, he's so – I made him – so the first thing I did the other day was made him – he said, what is the Matrix? <laughs> with me okay so i had him sit down so the first time that we met in a while i was like okay i'm gonna start cc'ing you on some of this like the working agreements that i have for these weekend things Mm -hmm. that he's gonna be working me working with me on so set up your own gmail so i could cc you all the stuff that's work only Uh (laughs) so he signs up to the thing and he's like doot 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 97 you know, dot at gmail.com. And I was like, is 97 because you were born? <laughs> is that true? And he goes, uh-huh. And I was oh like, my oh, my God. I graduated high school in 98. Dude, I, right? So I was uh-huh. like, oh, man. Well, that's All right, good. Cool. All right, cool. As long as we're on the same page. So do you do you find that, like, all right, is there, like, a schedule to or a seasonal kind of thing where you're you're, you're working on, on parties, you're working on events, and you're working on uh, meal prep for people while they're, you know – on vacation or whatever, and then as it gets closer to the fall or whatever, is that yeah? You know, is that when you're working yeah. more with athletes at so that point? So now it's kind of it goes like like February March is the end mm-hmm. of the NFL season, and then from the end of April through August mm-hmm. is like I'm so busy, uh-huh. and then it kind of drip like dips off a little bit mm-hmm. but then there's holiday parties and all of that yeah stuff. It's so like, you just got to mix it all in and that's yeah the, that's the and part I like doing the so like that was another thing where i so i have i have a background before you know after i went to culinary school um i also went to nursing school bam um you're just like i'm gonna go to all schools and I, I went to nursing school, and then I really didn't do anything with the nursing degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and was that like your brain being like that was more like practical? Having, that like I'm, I have a kid. Uh, I need to be more practical. I need a real job. I need the benefits. Uh-huh. I need this and that. Yeah, and then you were and like, I also have you know like I always had an interest in biochemistry and like mm-hmm. how the body processes. The things that we put inside of it. And it all fits. It all kind of, it's weird if you look at it in retrospect, it all kind of fits together. It does. And those interests are there and there are many threads that bind those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's, so then uh, way before any of this, Mm -hmm. right after high school, I went to school for photography, graphic design, and screen printing. Right on. Um, And that's back when you could do like. That was like a wet lab, or like <laughs> yeah. a dark room, light tables. Um, and- yeah, um, <laughs> and like making your own screen prints in like your basement and yeah. shit, and like screen printing for like I was into punk music mm-hmm. and like 
went on tour with Fish and right on. So like making shirts and graphic design work for like you know friends bands yeah. and like random like DIY type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing that since I was young. Mm-hmm. Like I went to school for that when I was like seventeen. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that, and I once I started really. Um, it was amping up with the NFL players and I was now fast forward to real, like real time now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, about two years ago, I was like, it was really ramping up. I was just doing food prep and cooking for these athletes. Mm -hmm. I'm food shopping alone. I'm in my office doing planning menus alone. I'm food, food shopping, menu planning, all of the stuff, Mm -hmm. cooking, driving there alone. Everything yeah. was so solitary. Yeah. And, you know, I have some funny stories about stuff, which I've signed NDAs, so unfortunately I can't <laughs> tell you. Andrew knows a couple of the yeah, stories. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> some real wild shit uh, inside of some of these houses. But uh, I would never uh, say any any of that in yeah. public. No, obviously. you're professional. <clears throat> um, so it got really solitary, and I – Wanted to, like, kind of branch out and start doing other work, like consulting and event planning. So I started just putting feelers out there. And then um, one of the first major, like, Hamptons events I did last summer or the summer before, I think it was two summers ago, uh, the woman was like, do you know anybody who does graphic design work because I want to get printed menus made? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I know somebody. <laughs> and I didn't say like oh yeah it's me mm-hmm. I mean I wasn't lying to her and yeah, said no. like oh I'll contact the graphic designer yeah. um, though some of them if if they want specific things I still do actually use a graphic designer yeah. but the thing is I love the social aspect of it mm-hmm. like I've been doing a lot of bachelorette parties oh. and lots of little Hampton get togethers mm-hmm. and when it's group and I get to like do the tablescape mm-hmm. and create an event yeah. And use that creative energy to like make menus or to make place cards and to create like the aesthetic of an event. Mm-hmm. I find that it like taps into and really feeds this part of me that like I feel like all humans are innately creative mm-hmm. and like that creative energy um, is so important to be like running through you. Yeah. And that to me makes me feel really happy and, like, satisfied and satiated with my work. Yeah, because it's beyond, like, you know, you mentioned Fish, and it's, like, great to go see Fish play their music. But then there's also the light show. So when you're putting on an event, you know, it's, like, if you set the whole mood for it, you know, there's difference between having, you know, a, a wonderful place setting with, with flowers and candles or everything and, and the food on it. It's just it adds to the to the ambiance and, and to seeing that food as opposed to just being like, oh, here's a paper plate. Eat, eat this. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's setting the whole mood so that they can digest properly, that they can enjoy themselves on a whole kind of other level besides just, you know, putting food in your mouth. Yeah. Um, so as far as working with the athletes, you know, I think it's really interesting too. You, you've done preseason vegetarian, vegan? Vegetarian? Yeah. Vegan. I try to get all of the players that I work with mm-hmm. to at least go vegan and gluten-free for the preseason. Mm-hmm. Cut out some of the inflammation and I just hope and really because my background is in vegetarian cooking Mm -hmm. and I believe that 
like vegan and gluten free mm-hmm. or nearly grain free mm-hmm. um, is probably the best way for most people to be eating. Are they are they about it or are they like I don't want to eat that? Uh, it's you know uh, half and half. Mm-hmm. And as far as inflammation goes, that's like that's just an irritation in the body from whatever you're yeah, putting. Yeah, low level low level amounts of inflammation mm-hmm. um, over a long period of time create chronic inflammation, mm-hmm. which causes disease. So, uh, where do you see yourself in five years with all this stuff going? Good on? fucking question, man. Yeah, well, you I know. was just I was actually just on my intern about how am I supposed to help you if I don't know what your five and ten year plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, my five year plan, I would like. To at this point, my son will be in college mm-hmm. uh, in five years. Oh my god! I would yeah. Oh my god is right. <laughs> <laughs> I just said to I just said to Bruce last night. I cannot believe I'm a high schooler's mom, <laughs> and I said it like ten times in a row. Like I'm a high schooler's mom. <laughs> I'm a high schooler's mom. I'm a high schooler's mom. My son is in high school. <laughs> what does he think about all this stuff that's going on with you on TV and everything? Is he uh, just like Bruce is the endlessly the most uh, helpful, supportive, amazing partner I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were friends for 15 years. We've known each other for 15 years. We were friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, He says that in the, like, scheme of things and in, like, the uh, multiverse, (laughs) we literally picked the longest possible timeline uh-huh. of us getting together, um, which I think is a funny way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, Bruce is the best. He's mm-hmm. an endless, endless amount of support. Um, I I couldn't be doing this work without him. He's like, he always gives me like good, no bullshit advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that he is so much... He's so good at giving me advice because he's sort of his strengths are where my weaknesses are. Do you do you feel like with all the shenanigans, everything that was going on, going out to L.A., do you feel like you could see how people could get caught up in the kind of distractions? Like there's your profession, there's what you do, there's what you're passionate about. And then all these people start coming around and you're doing all this stuff. Like do you find that there was – there was, uh, you know, the possibility. Do you think there was the possibility of people like kind of distracting you when you were doing all this stuff from what your main goal was, or were you always just kind of head down focused on it? Uh, no, I mean, I, we were just talking about this at lunch, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, it's easy for me to, as Gail Doherty used to say, it's easy for you to get on the party train. Uh-huh. It's like easy for me to get on that yeah. and to be. I, you know, I. Ever since I was a teenager, like, I liked to get fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that is created – that created a lot of um, – a lot of, uh, you know, not the best choices. It mm-hmm. created, um, you know, me to lead down, like, a couple roads that I shouldn't have went down. Mm-hmm. And it's better for me to, to stay focused and not and not to – like be getting fucked up all the time. What brings you back to focus? Is it like what is it? There? Always Riley. My uh-huh. son is always the the best focus. I was just telling Andrew earlier today. It's so funny. Like this is all <laughs> coming full circle. Where, um, you know, if you don't, if if you're not, if you think you're not ready to have a kid, or if you think you, you know, have something in mind, um, kids are the biggest motivator. My son is hands down the biggest motivator to 
for me to create um, my hashtag best life. There you go. Fuck, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but um, no, but really, I it's he's the biggest motivator. The love I have for him is like nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the best way when I get off track to think about um, – him and what's best for him and the best thing is to have a mother who has her head on straight mm-hmm. and is working hard to create a life that um you know will give him the most opportunities and the most opportunity for me to be a hands-on mother mm-hmm. and uh and that doesn't mean you have to you know obviously with certain things you have to you have to compromise or kind of figure out how to be you know the best kind of figure in his life but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sit down and be like all right i need to get a nine to five job meaning like you could follow your passion and be responsible with that and then also you know be a kick-ass mom and take care of him and kind of show him i mean that's got to be awesome for for him to have somebody like you to be like all right you don't have to to live your dream you need to like find out what you want in your heart and you need to fucking do it wow there you go like, I mean, and I've been saying it to Riley since he was little, and I'm now saying it to my newest protege, Luke. <laughs> um, when you create, and I'm not trying to get all like the secret about it well, let's, either. Let's get, let's dude. Get we deep. can get in. We can get deep. Let's <laughs> deep dive into uh, my psyche, mm-hmm. which is, dude. If you if you have something in your heart that you know is like. You're calling. Mm -hmm. So there's this book that I've been reading. It's called Ikigai. Mm -hmm. I-K-I-G-A-I. Can you Google that and tell me what the name of that author is? Um, So this – if you Google this or find this book, I-K-I-G-A-I. So it's this Japanese philosophy that like your your calling Mm -hmm. is your strength – and like your, your okay. So it's called Ikigai. The no, no. See Ikigai book. Um, there the, we go. The secret to a long and happy life. That sounds awesome. So it is now a. So it all it talks about like how the longevity of people on Okinawa, mm-hmm. which we're fucking looking at the the oh yeah the <laughs> the, the best dude from. Hailing from Okinawa, Mr. Miyagi. Japan, Miyagi, son, <laughs> right? Um, it's about taking what you're good at, mm-hmm. what the world needs. Um, can you pull up what the thing is? Just hit Ikigai and then Google image. So there's like all of these, um, there's like these, what are those things called with the, rings and they're like the The olympics circles okay so look if you look at that oh yeah so it has like in this what what you love an ideogram what you love what you get paid for um what the world needs what you're good at where your passion mission vocation um and profession meet and And that's the basically uh, ikigai is the the sweet spot in the middle yeah so doing what you love what you can be paid for what the world needs and what you're good at Mm mm-hmm those are the things that, like, w- that lies inside your heart. Mm-hmm. And in order to, like, f- have a fully, like, happy and Venn diagram. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Um, 
in order to have a really uh, happy and feel, what's the word I'm looking for? Pa- like, passion? Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Like having a, a fully... Um, fulfilled fully life? Fulfilled life. Thank there you. you. <laughs> having a fully fulfilled life is um, you're going to be using all of this time and effort mm-hmm. to be making money and to be doing stuff. You need to figure out like the people that you want to help and what you're good at. And if you can get paid for that, that's where it is. Yeah. And that's the sweet spot. And, like, if you have a vision for that, Mm -hmm. make a vision board. See what it looks like. Smell it. Yeah. Taste it. Write it out. See it. Write it out. Say it out loud, like Andrew says. Yeah. And if you do that, like, you start some some fucking magic shit happens. Yeah. I don't know what happens, man, but it happened to me. Yeah. I know what happens. You, you start manifesting. Yeah, you start manifesting or, or things come into your path and you could be like, I want to do this, I don't want to do this. And what it comes down to is, you know, it, it, are you going to follow a fear-based path or are you going to follow right. what you, like, say, F it, you know, grip it and rip it and really get into what you want to do, <laughs> you know? You sound like your brother. <laughs> do you I? Do. You do. Well, grip it and rip it? Yeah, you sound like your I brother. got that. Well, I got that <laughs> from my dad so there you go um but you know another major part of this is that you know i also use uh the money and the uh opportunity of like not having to work a nine to five seven days a week Mm -hmm. and i have free time um my mom is a works for um a place in New Jersey called Providence House. Mm-hmm. Providence House is a 501c3 organization. It uh, benefits victims of domestic violence and their children mm-hmm. in Ocean and Monmouth County. It's actually throughout the state now. Um, and she's the clinical supervisor. Uh, this week at Georgian Court College, there is a um, a uh, auction mm-hmm. um, where they create baskets and all of this stuff. So people go in and do like those like auction basket type of thing. Yeah. Um, and to benefit Providence House, uh, which is emergency counseling services and housing, mm-hmm. um, which is very much needed. And, um, you know, that's something that ties in again with like women's related issues and things that I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I take the time that I have free and uh, creating enough time and space to also be working, doing acts of service. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no greater way Mm -hmm. to obviously help your community than get out and do it. But the thing is, it's not just good for you. It's, and obviously good for them. It creates a sense that, you have a purpose in this world. Yeah. And even if you don't love your job now, I urge everyone to get out and co- and commit to one act of service a week or a month or whatever you can do. Yeah. If it's working at a volunteer work, doing whatever it is that you love to get do. Get off your damn phones and go do something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you find that like you mentioned your mom now do you feel she was a strong kind of uh presence in your life to kind of follow your yeah. passion and to help people out um my mom is an endless uh support network for me she's super supportive of everything you're doing yeah uh uh-huh. i mean i don't know about the weed stuff <laughs> yeah uh, we haven't really talked about that uh-huh. uh, i was born in key west florida mm-hmm. um, my i know my mom's seen and and uh heard and 
been around some wild stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, she doesn't really talk that much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she doesn't want people in prison for, um, you know, weed-related things. Yeah. But we really haven't talked about much of that. But living my creative life and mm-hmm. being the happiest that I can be and um, doing acts of service mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't want to get too religious or mm-hmm. too spiritual. Just get in there. Just dive. <laughs> dive in but there. But it's important for me, um, especially over the last, like, year or two, um, that I connect with, like, what I consider to be, like, my, you know – uh, the universe or mm-hmm. um, something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's important for me to give that, uh, you know, to, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> just connect, just connect to and connect, have it. Yeah. To connect to like a higher power mm-hmm. and to something that feels um, like I can, you know, hand over some of the things that uh, I need to hand over. You yeah, know? I really, you know, and that's kind of, you know, it's called totally local. And it's because there's a lot of people in this area, I feel, to me, that I've met that are super interesting. And and the super interesting part of the people I talk to is, you know, their, their fearlessness in, in certain situations to kind of go and do what they want. Whether it be like, a, you know, a real estate developer, a business owner, you know, a, a, a DJ, whoever I'm talking to and hearing their interesting stories where they were just like, I could be scared and I could do what, you know, fear is telling me to do. Or what if, like, what if I just kind of tilt it a little five degrees this way? Yeah, and I just just kind of go for it, you know, just kind of go in that direction. And it's always been to me like how – okay, what if? Like what if I just keep going in this direction and you start to like go into orbit? Like if you start to put yourself you, – you jettison yourself onto this path, you know, when you're, when you're kind of ignoring all the doubts and the fear and you're just saying I'm just going to keep doing it and keep going. Yeah, dude. And you're like a great example of just like I, I don't want to do <laughs> boring stuff I'm not interested in. I want to go do these wonderful things. And you've just kind of kept doing it. And that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And staying grateful for all of the opportunities, I think, is another really important part of, like, keeping my head, um, you know, up in the clouds in a sense of, like, still dreaming and mm-hmm. still thinking about um, all of the things I've I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but staying grounded in the sense of, like, I – if I was still, like, fucking up and – and not making the right choices, I would not have all of this. And I'm yeah. grateful that I have Bruce and I'm grateful that I have Riley mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for the people and the experiences that I've had over the last couple of years. Um, that's the best way to stay grounded. And the gratitude channel is like the one that needs to be playing for me. Yeah. Or like as soon as I start to like, take things for granted or not be thankful Mm -hmm. um it's like the channel changes or something and uh it's the best way meditation and being mindful is is the way that i succeed meditation always brings me back to kind of focus meditation is is the the one thing and connecting to the source Mm -hmm. that i find to be the source Mm -hmm. Of like you know the universe or whatever it is, yeah. Um, that is how I stay uh, humble and how I still stay grateful. And I am 
completely committed to the idea and knowing that it is because that it's because I'm connected to that source and stay mindful that I'm even like where I am now. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I know it without a doubt. You you got I mean, <clears throat> you got some you got some stuff coming up people need to pay attention to. Yeah, it's pretty um, exciting stuff. Yeah, and uh thank you uh I think we're I think we're good. Thank you for sitting down with me. Thanks. And like you're my superhero today cuz you like you came in when I was just like Shh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be sitting here by myself, Geeking you know. It. Mike Merrill, Depeche Mode, or whatever the fuck you got. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be on. Love hopefully. you, Mike Merrill. Yeah, I do. He knows I love him. He'll be on. Uh, I think next week. You know, I think he'll be he'll be back, unless he's got some kind of you know, shoegazer festival or whatever going on. Hopefully, he'll he'll be in here next week. Um, am I doing that? Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna plug. Plug away. She plug, just wrote on plug, notepad. Plug, plug, plug. plug. I'm like plug. plug. That's what we're about. Plugs. Um. So I, I was kind of alluding to that, and you kept like, you know, I'm like, so she's gonna <laughs> so plug. Uh, my name is Melissa Delia. I'm a personal chef to professional athletes and beyond. Yes, you are. I work in New York City, New Jersey, and the Hamptons, and sometimes I even go out to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um. My Instagram is Chef Melissa Delia. And the my website is melissadelia.com. Don't forget it. And the podcast is Food Pussy Weed at Instagram. We also have Is it uh is it spelt all weird? Oh or is yeah, it? the pussy the U and pussy is a V. There you go. I knew I knew there was something going on mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, that's I think that's it, right? Yeah. And then there's also your Instagram for Chef. Melissa D'Elia. Oh, and there's a couple of things coming up. Uh, yeah. I have a cookbook coming out through Bon Appetit. I didn't know uh, if I could mention out, it, and I wanted to. So which I wanted comes to out see. on October 2nd. Um, you can get the pre-order on Amazon. And, Check it uh, out. We'll have a link in the um, – the it's link y- is in my Instagram. It's you and a like, – it's a bunch of chefs. It's like you yeah, and there's then – Yeah, there's a bunch of other chefs. Who else is in the book? A bunch. Uh-huh. A yeah. bunch? All right, cool. A bunch of other featured chefs that were uh-huh. also on um, on the other seasons mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. All right, Cool. Well, that's that's about it. I want to say thank thanks you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks uh, again. As always, a shared universe podcast studio uh, for setting this. Yeah, always Ming. Everyone knows me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, oh yeah, Ming China. Everybody knows Ming. <laughs> so um, that's about it. That's a wrap, and I'm gonna try to turn all this stuff off, and hopefully not break anything. All right, cool. So thanks Sounds again, good. guys. Totally local podcast. I'll see you next time.